0: hi and welcome to the thrive alcohol free podcast i'm dupay dupay with alcohol free well-being and transformational coach and the best-selling author of a cocktail of clarity how to ditch drinking embody a joyful new identity and thrive alcohol free This podcast will show you that being alcohol free is not what the traditional narrative says. And even though alcohol is so ingrained in our society that it is okay to give yourself permission to stop drinking if you want to. And you do not have to wait until you hit rock bottom. It is certainly not boring and I believe ditching drinking is just the start to living an extraordinary life. By getting rid of this one thing, it allows the doors to open to endless possibilities and opportunities. Each week, we will have guests on who are at various stages of the alcohol-free journey, from those who are curious to those who have been alcohol-free for years. We will also have experts on talking about different topics relating to alcohol and beyond. Through these conversations, you will discover what it means to thrive alcohol-free enjoy. Hi and welcome to the latest episode of Thrive Alcohol-Free podcast. I'm so pleased you're here and we are in a new month and the clocks went back last weekend. So yeah, it definitely feels like autumn winter is in the air. And so as we're in a new month, I have some, an exciting giveaway that I am offering. So November is quite a special month for me. It's the month where I decided to take a 21-day break from drinking. And so that was what will be three years on the 9th of November. So it's a really special month. And so as a company, as Thrive Alcohol Free, I'm really keen for us to focus on the mission and helping as many people as possible to really have a chance to explore what... Um, their relationship with alcohol is at the moment, whether or not taking a break is the right thing for them to do, and just have some space to think about it. So we are offering free, absolutely free, no strings attached coaching sessions, one-to-one coaching sessions with me to do just that. And so I am offering a 45-minute cocktail of clarity session. And As I said, it's really for you to have some space and time to think about what does alcohol mean to you? Is it serving you? Is it something that you maybe want to think about taking a break from and just have the 45 minutes to, to think about that? And so, as I said, it's absolutely free. You just need to book it via the link that is in the show notes and you can find a time that suits. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to speaking to you. So I do hope you take up this opportunity as, as, I, as I've always said, you know, taking a break from alcohol you are not giving anything up you are only gaining and just so many amazing opportunities come your way that you wouldn't believe um and i just encourage you to to think about you know whether or not something like this will be helpful for to give you a bit of a kick start so as i said the the details are in the show notes and i look forward to meeting you and speaking to you Okay, so I'm excited to introduce you to this week's guest, which is um, someone who's doing a very exciting thing again in the month of November. And so I am speaking to Maggie Carsons, who is a mum of three young children. She's a health coach and a former wine enthusiast turned sober drinker. She's also the host of the Sober Summit and she created the Sober Summit to help other middle lane drinkers, she describes them as, to rethink their drinking and see what life could be like without alcohol. So many of the authors, podcasters and influencers that are speaking at the summit and they're 24 um speakers so it's going to be a fully packed three-day event um running from november the 8th to the 10th um many of the speakers are the reason that she's actually alcohol free today so her goal for the event is to really bring all these incredible resources together in one place to help educate and inspire others to live their best life alcohol free so, as you can imagine, I am fully for this and think it's an incredible opportunity for you. If you are sober, curious, and thinking about whether or not taking a break is something you want to do, listening to these speakers will be amazing. And they are also providing resources that I'm sure will no doubt be helpful. But regardless of where you are on the journey, whether you are A couple of days alcohol free a few weeks a few months or even a few years alcohol free it's always good to be inspired and to remind yourself why you are doing this and why you have made that this decision this choice to be alcohol free so I do hope you enjoy today's episode with Maggie and without further ado let's go into that Hi, so welcome Maggie. I'm so pleased you're here and that we get to speak again and um, you know why don't we just go straight into it. Why don't you introduce yourself and you know tell us a bit about your story.
1: Oh my gosh thank you. First of all thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. Um, I'm so happy to be here and to tell my story and to be able to tell my story because I feel like that's so important in your sober journey is listening to other people's stories and telling your own story. It just it's so helpful Um, And this is such a great community to be a part of. So yeah, hi, everyone. I'm Maggie Clausens. Um, I am a mother of three kiddos. I live in Virginia in the US. And um, I am the host of the Sober Summit, um, which was a brand new online virtual event that happened in April of this year. And now we're hosting another one, a holiday edition one coming up soon. Um, So yeah, I... A little bit about my journey um, to sobriety. Uh, You know, first of all, I never identified with um, being uh, an alcoholic or hitting rock bottom I very much was a sophisticated wine drinker, <laughs> right? I was, I had graduated from my college days of shots and beer during, you know, during the day or whatever it was. Uh, I remember going out on St. Patty's Day. We started really early, you know, that kind of thing. I had graduated from that. I was very sophisticated, mother of three, drinking wine in suburbia. I didn't feel like I identified with someone who, Uh, had an issue with alcohol and it wasn't until the pandemic hit when I found myself without a job at home with my three kiddos. And at the time my youngest was nine months old and my kids are only three and a half years apart. So I had three kids under the age of four at home. My husband got really busy with work when the pandemic hit. And, um, I just, I, fell into this whole mommy wine culture. I was already in it. Let's say I was definitely already in it. You know, I felt like wine was very much a part of who I was. I'm in the hospitality industry. So I work in hotels, so food and beverage and, um, you know, traveling, they all go hand in hand with with food and, and booze. So I very much felt like it was part of who I was. Um, but when the pandemic hit, I found myself needing that glass of wine at the end of the night. And that was my reward for getting through the day. Um, It was my time to connect with my husband. It was something I looked forward to every day. And I think like many of us during the pandemic, we gave ourselves this grace to do that and didn't think twice about it. So that five o'clock happy hour started to creep up to four o'clock. And the fact that alcohol was a necessity over the the pandemic, I could have cases of wine delivered to my house. Um, And so I just found myself starting to question my relationship with alcohol when I started to get very territorial over it. So my husband and I would open a bottle of wine for dinner, and I would want to make sure that I got my fair share. Well that's odd, right? Why why do I need to make sure I have my fair share or if he finished the bottle and then said, "Oh, we don't need to open another one." I thought I would gasp. What do you mean we don't need to open another one? Like I didn't get my fair share. Um and I remember one distinct night when I was upstairs giving the kids a bath and he was downstairs cooking and listening to music and drinking wine and I got very very resentful of him. Mm-hmm because I wanted to be downstairs drinking wine. I hadn't even taken my first sip yet. And so I found myself being angry with him. Um, and I just, it hit me like, this does not seem like a very good relationship with alcohol. So you kind of start questioning yourself. Um, not only that, but I was feeling like I was on a hamster wheel and they're just, part of it was pandemic, right? And then the other part was I wasn't doing myself any favors by drinking every night and I wasn't sleeping well and I'd wake up and having to do life all over again at home, stuck at home with three kids. It just, life just felt unbearable. And I had a foggy brain. I always uh, said that was just being a mom, right? That's mom brain. That wasn't, that wasn't alcohol. That's just mom brain. All these excuses you give, you're not, you're you're tired because you have three kids. It can't be the one, you know, all these excuses you'd give yourself and it's so funny because um my husband and i oftentimes would say well we're gonna cut back we'll only do we'll only drink on the weekends well monday four o'clock would roll around and how quickly we'd say we make up an excuse oh we're having italian tonight or it's raining or oh work was so hard whatever it was it was something and it was very hard to actually follow through on those rules. So I just found myself caught up in in all of that and um, being starting to be aware of what that actually meant. So then I started doing the research um, and reading the books, the Quitlet books, didn't even realize that existed mm-hmm. um, and listening to the podcast. And I started filling that space with messaging that it's okay to make the life choice that alcohol isn't doing you any favors anymore. And in fact, living a life of sobriety can make you into this superwoman that you've always wanted to be, right? Like this is a this is a a secret superpower that a lot of people have that maybe this was the answer. So I read this naked mind, and Annie Grace's book is brilliant and it um it worked the the day i finished reading it i said i'm done but that only lasted so long because i didn't do the work right it lasted for 2 months and i didn't continue with that messaging in my head i didn't pick up the next quitlet book and i i wasn't listening to podcasts at that time um i just kind of found her book and thought okay i'm i'm cured i'm done this this is it and you know how quickly your old patterns and behaviors and habits creep back in when you don't continue to do the work and to fill your, your mind with that messaging that alcohol is not needed anymore. So it was another year after that, that I decided, okay, let's give this another try. And that's when I found the podcasts and I read more quit lit books and I just, my, my downtime was filled with that messaging. And so, um, I gave it another try. I did a 100 day challenge, and that was all I was going to do. And by day 101, I felt so incredible that I thought, not only am I not going to go back, but now I want to do something and give back to other people because this is something that's just too great. This is, I now feel this confidence I've never felt before, this authenticity I didn't know existed. This, I don't live life in this hamster wheel anymore. Sure. Life still gets lifey, right? Life is always going to get lifey, but, um, I could manage my stress in a different way. I was more patient with my kids. Um, and I just, that, that brain fog went completely away. I slept better. The kids woke me up in the middle of the night. I could go right back to sleep. I just had more energy. And I thought this is a superpower that everyone needs to know about. Um, and so the idea of the sober summit came about because I actually had attended a couple of, uh, summits in the health and wellness space. And I thought if there are this many summits around health and wellness, there's gotta be one on alcohol. And when I searched for one, there wasn't one. (laughs) So I thought, okay, how do we make this happen? You know, you hear stories of people writing books like yourself, um, running marathons, you know, climbing Mount Everest, traveling—I whatever it is. There's people who remove alcohol and then do amazing things. And I thought, well, maybe this could be Mount my Mount Everest. So, yeah. yeah. So we launched the first sober summit last April, and it was it was incredible. I really, I feared it was only going to be my mom and my husband joining me, <laughs> and we had over five thousand people from around the world attend, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, And we had guest speakers like William Porter, Andy Ramage, um, Annie Grace. I mean, we just it was really, really incredible to be able to interview these people who had helped me in my sober journey. It was a true reflection of the people and the resources that I used in my first 100 days and beyond. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just wanted to take all those resources and share them with other people.
0: That's such an amazing story, Maggie. <laughs> and, you know, so inspiring, because uh, as I've said to you before, you know, I think with setting up the Sober Summit, and just being on such a mission and getting so many amazing get- uh, like, people to speak was fantastic. And you did that. And that was your superpower, wasn't it? That was your application of your confidence in your authenticity and your, your, your wonder. So yeah, well done you. I think it's brilliant. Um, we'll talk about the Sober Summit, I'd really like to sort of go into that. But before that, I mean, your story, I'm sure so many people can resonate with that. And, you know, the whole not being an alcoholic, not hitting rock bottom, but then realising you can make a choice. And that's what I talk about a lot, you know, the fact that it can be, a you can choose, you can make a decision to stop drinking. And lots of people just don't know that fact And especially when you're in that sort of mummy wine culture as well, it's so rammed down you with memes and with WhatsApp groups and with all of that. And especially during the time, the pandemic, it was, it was all over the place and it continues obviously now, but what would you say to anyone who's listening, who's in the middle of that sort of mummy wine culture and has been because I imagine you were probably questioning things and you, you talked about the fact that you were beginning to think, hold on a minute, I'm being really territorial about this. I am sort of not wanting, you know, my husband to finish off the bottle because I want it or I want him to open another one. And and all of those, you know, it it's it's over time. This doesn't happen overnight. But the fact that you were actually conscious to that, people probably have that sort of n- niggle or nudge and they, they may be questioning it. But what would you say to anyone who's maybe listening and is in the middle of that but doesn't really know how to do what you've done and take that step and and move forward other than Annie Grace's book obviously
1: (laughs) yeah i mean that the resources are out there right so i feel very lucky that there are the resources out there um, to help you through that but i will say my biggest piece of advice to people and this is the question that i asked myself or told myself you know what life is like with alcohol I knew how I felt. I knew how I was showing up in this world. What I didn't know was what life was like without it. Not truly. Had I gone a few days, had I gone a week? Sure, right? And I think everyone can relate to having stints of being alcohol-free. Maybe they've even done a whole month with Sober October or Dry January. That's fantastic. But do you truly know what it's like to be free from alcohol? Because oftentimes what I find is that with uh, the one month stints is that people are white knuckling it, trying to get through it, counting down the days until they can drink again. That's not freedom from alcohol. And, you know, when you find yourself anticipating that five o'clock time or um not not knowing how you're going to get through something without alcohol, whether it's being a parent, whether it's a wedding, you know. Whether it's celebration where you're promoting, you got promoted at work or whether it's a a bad day, right? Whatever it might be, it can be a positive thing or a negative thing. If your first inclination is to go towards alcohol, right? You do start to question yourself. And I, I would just challenge everyone to think to themselves, do I truly know what it's like to be free from that? You know, there are people in this world who can take it or leave it. Mm. But I would say 70% of us fall into this gray area drinking where we have created, whether it's a slight dependency or just a ingrained habit Mm. of drinking um, that I, I feel like you just need to look at yourself and realize that there's an opportunity to see what it's like on the other side. And you can always go back, right? No, you can always go back, but try it, try it. Because I feel like the 100 days, that really gives you a good taste of what it's like to be alcohol free and to have that freedom from alcohol. And then you can decide.
0: Yeah, and I'd agree with that. I always say do the 100 days and uh, see where you go from there. And so interestingly enough, you did say on day 101, you suddenly realized how great you were feeling. So what were some of the benefits that you'd seen over those hundred days?
1: Oh my gosh, it's it's incredible. Have you ever seen the meme where they say me before alcohol and then me after alcohol and before it's an old lady and then after it's like them, right? As, <laughs> yeah. as they are in their, you know, at that stage in life. That's what it feels like. I mean, so many different things. I think sleep is one of the most important things. Mm. Um, So my sleep was exponentially better in the sense that, too, I mean, I had young kids, so I was being woken up on a nightly basis from somebody who needed something or had a bad dream or whatever. And I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep afterwards. And it was horrible because I just was running on empty all the time. So afterwards, I could go right back to bed and I didn't have any problems. Um, I also had more energy. I felt like I was uh, more patient with my husband and my kids um and that brain fog was a big one for me I again I blame that on just having kids in general just being a mom because they Mm -hmm. they do say mom brain right but I think that has a lot to do if you ask all those moms who feel the mom brain are you also drinking because that's probably the major cause of it um so yeah and then I just listen the 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 thing that struck me the most, because those are all things that kind of come very easily and you can kind of anticipate. The biggest thing that I got from it that I wasn't anticipating was this sense of authenticity. And, you know, when you're drinking alcohol, especially in the way that many of us do, where you go off to college um, or uni, do you guys call it uni? Yes. <laughs> Um, and you're experimenting, you're exploring your, you know, first time off, uh, out from home, you know, and you're now old enough to be an adult and adulting means drinking alcohol, yeah. you know, that's the, that's the time frame in life when you're supposed to be figuring out who you are. I don't think that I truly figured out who I was until I removed alcohol, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's when the mask came off and I was able to really figure out like, who do I want to show up as in this world? And what, what removing alcohol does is it, it creates this big wide open door that just, you know, I, the only way I can explain it is when I was drinking alcohol, I felt like I was having tunnel vision, like Mm. the world was small and now it's so much bigger and the sky's the limit and I can do whatever I want. And well, I can't really because I have three kids and I wasn't a job. But you know what I mean? That sense of just confidence of uh, I like who I am. Yeah. And I feel like that's that's a something I wasn't expecting, but I feel very confident in who I am now. Yeah.
0: And that's an amazing thing to be able to see because so many women, especially look in the mirror and don't like themselves and they struggle to say that they like themselves or that they love themselves and you ask the question and it is a little bit you know I don't I don't think I do or I'm I'm not sure and then the other question that you ask people is what do you really want and people can't answer that and so I think you raise a really really good point and to be able to say that I like who I am is actually really powerful so it is um, you know it's that's so empowering mm, brilliant brilliant okay and so um you know loads of benefits you've just mentioned which are fantastic and and i do like the fact that you weren't anticipating the authenticity piece um you've talked about confidence as well so maybe we can talk about you know how has your confidence changed because and then we can probably lead that into this the summit because i imagine prior to stopping drinking you would never have thought to create a whole new summit in an area or an arena that it doesn't exist right this is this was brand
1: new so oh my gosh absolutely so i even so i never wanted to be the face of the summit let's just be clear (laughs) You know, a lot of people find out when they remove alcohol that they're not that extrovert they thought they were. They're not the life of the party, right? Yeah, I it's... get my energy from being at home, you know, with my husband and my kiddos, and just that's that's where I get my energy from. So being on podcasts and interviewing authors and uh influencers in this space and experts that was you know not my intention i actually pitched the idea to a few podcasters thinking oh well they know how to interview people uh they'll do it and i'll just be the back end you know i'll just do all the website stuff and the marketing and i'll i'll launch the thing for them Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i never anticipated to be the face of it but um I i was given the opportunity because i actually couldn't find anyone to to do it uh, and I thought, well, I wanted to see this through because it was a passion project for me. And something that actually helped me continue in, in my sobriety journey, because if you do the math, I started this, you know, five months into sobriety. So I was still fairly new, but I was also very confident that I wasn't going back as well. Mm. But it every time I interview someone, it's almost like, a personal conversation with that, you know, with that author or that podcaster or the influencer. And I get so much out of it. And it's so funny because after I interview somebody, my husband will say, well, how'd it go? And I, oh my gosh, it's so good. I can't wait for everyone to listen to it because it's just, it is so amazing to your point to hear other people's stories, whether you fully resonate with them or not, you learn something from them and you learn something about yourself from them. And then, you know, listening to people who have been and gone through this before you and have these tips and tricks and just inspiration and motivation, it's just, it gives me goosebumps actually to, to just think about it because, and that's why I wanted to put this together. And it's really a collection of resources, not only for attendees, but also for For people who want to give back in this space to have a platform to do that. So we have big names like an Annie Grace and a William Porter. We also have people that you've probably never heard of, but that are amazing. I mean, Mm. incredible, inspirational people who have a story to tell and have a message to share. And the Sober Summit gives them that platform to be able to do that. So I feel very lucky that this has been uh, an incredible experience, not just for attendees, but also the speakers as well. It's been a great community, and this is you know, this is such an incredible community to be a part of. Everyone is just trying to do the same thing and raise everybody up, raise awareness to sobriety and try and normalize it because it's not something that we need in life. So how can we all work together to promote that same message?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it is amazing. I mean, the majority of people who have actually gone on this journey, maybe hit day a hundred don't go back do they they want to and then they want to shout it from the rooftops and you want everyone to know that this is the best thing you could do and this is the best kept secret why isn't everyone doing it? and then you go out on a Saturday night and you see all these people drinking and you're like why are you doing
1: it? <laughs> right it's really it's really uh it's difficult now when you're so aware of it the marketing yeah, messages yeah. the uh you know in in Well, I look at it too, like in movies and in TV, but then I look at all the celebrities that are becoming sober and you're going, well, wait a second. Uh, Like that's a message of its own, right? If that many celebrities are choosing not to or coming up with their own products. So yeah, it's a very interesting space to be in. And I think too, that, you know, there are lots of ways to give back. So um, people who have gone through their hundred days and do feel very confident that this is the the route that they want to take. I mean, you are going to be a lighthouse for the people around you, um, for your family, for your friends, for your community, for your kids. That was really important to me Mm. was I didn't want my kids to watch me come home from work and pour myself a bottle of wine. You know, I, what message am I sending that Mm. to them? And so that was really important to me, but I feel like there's, there's just a, it's a big space and we're, we're growing. Um, that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for people to give back and to help other people follow in our footsteps so it's an exciting space to be in
0: it really is it really is it's um it's it's world changing isn't it really I mean fundamentally if you to your point whoever is doing this whoever's listening is on the journey already or is about to start has suddenly been inspired by you maybe Maggie and thought actually I'm going to I'm going to take a break for a hundred days and see where it gets to. You are going to find your life fundamentally changes and it will change for the better. And I, and I do believe that there's a gift there that you don't even know exists that will come out and you'll just amaze yourself and surprise yourself. And, and I think that's what I've found with the, so many people I've met a, along the way and, um, you know, inspiring people like you. So yeah. Thanks Maggie. I think that's brilliant.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs>
0: So why don't we talk about the sober summit? I'm so excited. The latest one, the holiday edition. So why don't you tell us about that?
1: Yeah, so it's really funny. I um I got such great feedback from the first one that I really wasn't anticipating. I mean, I I, I was hoping it was going to be a successful, and I was hoping that I'd get one message from one person that said this changed my life, but the amount of messages that I received from around the world. Amazing. It was incredible. And the thought of waiting a whole nother year to do another one just was like, I can't do that because I missed it. Right. I missed interviewing people and being part of the community in that way. So um, the idea of the holiday summit came up because so this is only my second sober holiday. I had my first sober holiday last year, and I wished I had something like this before I went into the craziness. And we've got a lot of holidays in this time span. So I'm trying to hit it early enough in early November so that people who are celebrating Diwali, uh, you know, Hanukkah, we got Thanksgiving here in the US, we've got Christmas, we've got New Year's, uh, I'm sure I'm missing quite a few, right? There's so many holidays in this period of time that I just want people to know that not only is it possible to go through a holiday alcohol-free, but it is the best gift you can give yourself. Yeah. And again, you if you don't know what it's like to have a sober holiday, try it. Because, right, you know what it's like to wake up hungover and not feeling great. And you know what it's like to go to holiday parties and make a fool of yourself. <laughs> I mean, you just, you know what you've done in the past. And this is an opportunity to help inspire and motivate people and give them some tips on how to navigate the holidays so that they feel confident going into it. And they have some tangible resources to um, to do it and to do it really well and to love it so that they can continue right into dry January, right? Yeah. And it's for anyone wherever they're at in their sober journey. So that's the other thing is I wanted to make sure that from everyone who attended the, the Sober Summit in April, that they could come back to this one and it would be new and different and have different speakers, different messaging. So it's wherever you're at in your sober journey, I think you can get something from from this. And, and everyone can use that dose of inspiration, motivation at any time. So, yeah.
0: And that's the thing you're constantly learning, aren't you? It's never, it's never sort of done. It's it, to your point, you know, when you did your your first stint your couple of months and then went back to your normal life and then it took another year you, you know it's because you weren't hearing those messages as you said and so no matter where you are if you're you know see if you're just starting it's going to be a brilliant resource but I always think even two three four years down the line just picking up a quitlet book or listening to a podcast episode it just keeps you on that sort of path doesn't it
1: oh gosh yes you don't ever want to get complacent because I, I feel like that's when you stop growing as a person, and it just it feels so good to turn around and look back and say, "Wow, this is look at what I've done in the last, you know, hundred days or a year, or whatever it might be." But yeah, I, it's just in it's you're right, it's never ending in a, the best way possible. This it's it's just a, an opportunity for continued self development and becoming the best version of yourself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is ultimately personal growth isn't it and that mm-hmm. is what fundamentally people don't actually realize you know when you go on this journey it is a journey of just yeah getting to know who you are and learning and growing and just not knowing what's next and knowing it's going to get better and better it's fantastic
1: it um,
0: so fantastic I think um I'd, I'm curious because you mentioned that last year was your first sober holiday so tell me how was that for you
1: It was actually, it wasn't bad, you know, um, it, it wasn't difficult. Uh, well, I should say, I don't really remember, to be honest. (laughs) I, I don't remember it being bad. I remember it being really good. Hmm. Um, I don't remember having, uh, you know, challenging times where I'm like, I need that drink. I was far enough into my sober journey where I didn't feel that. I felt a little sense of FOMO, you know, at like Christmas dinner or Thanksgiving dinner, but honestly, that after 20 minutes I feel like I had I had the the tools in my toolbox to to reach into to figure out how to get through those times. But yeah. from um a the other perspective, it was a fantastic Christmas with my kids. So, I have very young kids, so 7, 5 and 4, so they would have been s- six, four, and three at the time. Mm. And it was the very first Christmas where I felt truly present with them. Mm. And I felt just as excited as they were, right? It was just, it was just a different experience for me than um, other holidays where you're kind of dreading it and you're, uh, oh, I was just excited for them to wake up at (laughs) 6am as they were. Um, And it was just, yeah, I just remember just feeling the love and, being present with them, enjoying each gift that was being opened and not feeling like we're just trying to get through it, get through the next thing and get to five o'clock. So it could have my drink. Right. It just, I was enjoying every moment. Um, and I felt like that was very special. Um, and I, I felt that too, from my kids, cause I think that they, they don't realize it at the time, but I think that they can sense when you're altering your own behaviors, when you're drinking, right. They don't, they don't recognize what you're doing, but they can sense it if you're not interacting with them at their level, especially for something as big as Christmas is, right? I was down on the floor um opening gifts with them and playing with all their brand new toys. And so there's that just connection there that I feel like I haven't had in the past with them, which was incredible. Um, And then also I just took care of myself. So I wasn't overindulging in all the, all the stuff, you know Um, and I was taking mental health breaks and I was, you know, getting out and going for a walk and it just felt really good. It just, it's a different uh, type of Christmas when you understand all the mental, emotional and physical benefits of what sobriety does for you and to continue on with that routine and those new habits, because it just, it does make every, situation just so much better
0: yeah yeah absolutely and yeah I'd love to love to hear your thoughts a bit more on that because I think that's that I talk about this a lot but self-care and taking care of yourself and so uh, you know I always say you know could, could when people are thinking about do they want to take a break it's could life be better physically emotionally mentally spiritually whatever financially without alcohol and if you think potentially yes in one of those areas then you know take a break and see see how you you go but what would you say are the the three things that maybe you were doing now that you weren't doing before when it comes to taking care of yourself
1: I think the biggest thing is self-awareness that Mm -hmm. was something I didn't realize. came with sobriety. So now, and when I say self-awareness, it just means I'm more in tune to everything around me, including what's going on with me. So when I'm stressed, now I can, I can recognize what that is, how that feels and anticipate what I need before it becomes something that's much bigger than myself. Right. And when my kids are going through something I can be empathetic and get down at their level and I can talk through it and we can share what our emotions are as we, as we walk through that versus, you know, I I hate to say it, but when we grew up, it was like, oh, you're fine. Stop crying. Just, you know, you're, you're good. Um, So I would say self-awareness is the biggest one. And that's kind of an umbrella to everything underneath it because the self-awareness piece I understand when I need physical exercise to get up off my computer and go for a walk. I understand when I'm uh, tired and I just need a mental break or I need to go meditate or I just need to step away. I, I I know when I'm overwhelmed, right? So with the holidays specifically, it can be incredibly overwhelming, especially when you're around a lot of people and you're not used to that or you're doing a lot of small talk and That's, I mean, it's only fun for so long. You know, you need that sort of mental break and to be self-aware of what you need in every moment and, and also be self-aware of what other people need when you're drinking. You, you're only worried about yourself and that drink in your hand. Like you aren't really recognizing what's going around in the room or what's happening or, you know it just it's a different feeling so i think self-awareness is the biggest one and that's kind of the umbrella of of what encompasses all of self-care for me Is just that awareness piece
0: yeah amazing and um yeah i couldn't agree more i think you are the the being fully present and sort of aware and focused the key benefits that i think so many people find early on and and it just continues so no that's really good um Okay, so let's dig into the summit a bit more. So what topics, what can people expect first and what sort of topics, how long is it going on for? And yeah, tell us a bit about it.
1: Yeah, so it's um, November 8th through the 10th. It's a three-day summit. So the setup, if you've joined in April, is is the same. So it's a three-day online event. It's free to attend. We have 24 speakers. So we have eight interviews a day. Um, each interview starts with that speaker's story. So they'll share their story on sobriety. And then there's a topic um, that each speaker uh, is, is deli- you know, as we're talking about. Um, and the thing with that, too, is that what's different from April is April I had each day was a theme. Uh, this whole theme is holiday related. So every topic, we've kind of brought it all circle circle back to the holidays. And what does that mean for the holidays? um so that's there's not a theme each day the whole theme is is holiday related um but yeah, it's really exciting. We've got some incredible speakers. So two speakers that are the same are William Porter and Andy Ramage. They are staples in you know the sobriety really? world and yeah. just phenomenal yeah. men um, that have so much to give. Uh, William Porter is a wealth of knowledge. So, I mean, he could literally be on every summit for the next decade <laughs> and have something new to talk about because he's just so great.
0: Yeah. Um, and Andy
1: Ramage is such a... Um, an inspirational speaker that he always has something motivational to share. So he's going to actually be talking about how to set goals, um, into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have some new people, well, 22 new people. Uh, so we have Bex Weller and Sarah Rusbatch from Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Keola rains, um, who's speaking about how to stay active over the holidays, Suzanne Warai who's talking about the need that you don't need to hit knock, a rock bottom. So I think like that's really important that people understand you don't have to hit a rock bottom to, to remove alcohol. Um, we've got, uh, Oh, you know, it's fun. We have Sarah Kate from Canada. She, um, she came on and we did sort of, I want to call it like a cooking show, but it was with Mocktails. She, oh, she has three different recipes and she's, we were making Mocktails together and it was just so much fun. She got me out of my office and into my kitchen. Um, so that was really fun. And then we've got, um, let's see who else we've got. Uh, I'm trying to think of, oh, we've got um, Derek Brown. He's uh, an interesting fellow as well. So he came on, uh, his job is to develop menus with non-alcoholic beverages. Mm -hmm. So I had him come on and talk about how to pair your holiday dinners with non-alcoholic beverages. And it was such an interesting conversation because he actually talked about how alcohol gets in the way of pairing with food, right? Because it can be so overpowering Mm -hmm. that a lot of the times when you're pairing it with food, you're trying to work around the alcohol, which is so interesting to me because everybody's always, you know, talking about, oh, you pair this with this and it's just part of our culture. So Yeah. yeah, it's really exciting. So we have, um, we have a lot of amazing speakers. Um, again, it is free to attend in the sense that you have 24 hours to watch each day's videos. And then you can of course purchase the all access holiday pass, which gives you extended access for a year of all the interviews, a private podcast to listen on the go. Cause I know I like to listen to things when I'm driving around the car or taking a walk. Um, And then the speakers were so incredible. They uh, contributed over $600 worth of bonuses. So we've got courses and memberships and challenges and books. And I mean, it's just incredible. They were just so generous with, uh, the resources and sharing it with with this audience. So I'm really excited about it. Sounds like it's going
0: to be absolutely amazing. And um, yeah, wow, I think it, it would have been brilliant to have when I stopped, you know, a few years ago. <laughs> so, so you've done, you've created something incredible. Oh, um, thank you. And I'm excited for it. I just think it's such a great resource for people. And to then also have those bonuses if you get the extended pass that's that's brilliant isn't it it's um you know they'll have resources for the next six months or so to keep them going so uh,
1: yeah I realize it's a lot to listen to 24 interviews in three days it's not possible so um you know looking at the schedule picking out your favorite uh speakers or topics and just prioritizing those um as you're looking through the three days um and then buying the all access pass gives you the opportunity to listen to them at the right time for you. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes as you know, we spoke about this journey is, is a never ending journey in a good way, right? It's constant self-development. So being able to go back to um, speaker stories that were inspiring to you or topics that maybe don't resonate with you today, but will in the future. So it's a great way to kind of have this, toolbox in your back pocket so you can tap into it at any time
0: fantastic
1: fantastic well i do hope you um
0: if you're listening you you sign up and you join because this sounds incredible and i know the one in april had such rave reviews that uh, you don't want to miss out on this one if you missed out in april definitely go to the link and um and yeah access it um fantastic okay So we always end with the question, what does thriving alcohol-free mean to you? And you've obviously covered so many things, but (laughs) in a a nutshell, what would you say thriving alcohol-free means to you, Maggie?
1: Yeah, so I think we touched on it a bit. Um, But thriving alcohol-free to me is freedom. And what I mean by that is not having that noise in your head of, Making rules around drinking, uh, feeling disappointed because you drank when you said you weren't going to, um, having that conversation in your head of how many have I had? Did I already have my half? How much did he have? Did he have his half? You know, right? It's just this constant noise in your head, and so thriving alcohol free to me is that freedom that you get from not having to think about it again. And now your thoughts are how do I show up in this world and be the best version of myself? And that feels really good.
0: Brilliant. Brilliant. I love that answer. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. Freedom is is the word, isn't it? It's fantastic. So, um, okay. So how can people get in touch with you? That's uh, a key thing.
1: How can yeah. So um, you can go to the website, thesobersummit.com. Uh, to sign up for the event, um, you can also follow me on Instagram at at the Sober Summit, and uh, if you need to get in touch with me on email, it's hello at the Sober and I'd love to connect with anybody. So yeah, reach out. This is my favorite thing about hosting this event is just being able to talk with so many incredible people in this space. Yeah,
0: brilliant, brilliant. And is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with before we we close?
1: Any oh, gosh, the only thoughts? thing is, you're here listening to this, you are on your way. And you can do this. I know you've got so many people in this world that are going through the same thing you're going through that can be there to support you. And this community, as I mentioned, is just an incredible community to be a part of. You can find your people. Uh, They are out there. There's lots of different groups um, and communities to join. And I'm always here for you as well. So just keep doing it. Try to see what life is like without alcohol. And I promise you, you will not regret it.
0: Such wise words. Brilliant, brilliant. (laughs) So um, if you're listening and you're, you know, you're on the edge of taking that break, listen to what Maggie's just said. And uh, yeah, go for it. You can do it. Well, thank you. It's been such a pleasure speaking to you.
1: Bye, thank you so much for having me. Take care. Well, thank you for
0: listening to this latest episode. I do hope it inspired you. I was really, you know, I find Maggie really infectious and um, hopefully you're inspired. And if you are curious or you're in the early days and you're at the beginning of taking a break from alcohol, um you know remember that this is a choice this is something that you will potentially you've decided to do you haven't had to wait until you hit rock bottom or something really negative happens in your life but you can you know you've taken the break or you you can take the break um and so many benefits come from it and you know a few of the ones that maggie listed were the fact that she sleeps better that she has more energy she's more patient there's no brain fog and then the sense of authenticity was her biggest surprise you know really knowing who she was and liking herself and i think that is you know really key and so if you'd like to experience any of those benefits then i absolutely encourage you to take a break for um what, you know however long you think you need to a hundred days is is a staple and it a lot of people and clients that I've worked with find that if they take that break for 100 days that does make the difference but you know you don't need to do a hundred days you can start with a week take a break for a week take a break for 21 days take a break for 30 60 days and see where you get to um anyway I hope you're in- inspired and do sign up for the uh, holiday sober summit. Uh there are going to be some amazing speakers, as she said, 24 speakers, including William Porter, who was on my podcast, um, and Andy Ramage as well, and lots of other amazing speakers. So I do hope you sign up. All the details are in the show notes for you to sign up. And um yeah, I and uh, let me know how you get on if you do attend the summit. Anyway, that's all for this week and i you know i hope you have a really good week and i look forward to seeing you on the next episode take care bye thank you so much for listening to the thrive alcohol free podcast if you enjoyed the episode please subscribe so you get alerted every time i drop a new episode i'd love it if you could rate review and share this episode Feel free to tag me on Instagram at Thrive Alcohol Free and follow me for daily tips. If you'd like to work with me, I offer one-to-one coaching sessions and have my signature Thrive Alcohol Free Society group coaching programme. If you're not yet ready for coaching, I also have a self-paced online course, which is a companion to my book, A Cocktail of Clarity. All the links are in the show notes. I will see you in the next episode. Have a wonderful week. Take care.